This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with the $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy. This is really weird to do to a computer screen. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabrus. Arthur is in the living room at my wife's feet because he is got separation anxiety since my wife has been working from home for 60 straight days. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, uh, second time on this podcast, but we're not, we've done over a thousand podcasts together. I got Lauren fucking Lapkus. Oh my God. Okay, wait, my dog is getting separation anxiety too. She only wants to be by us all the time now. It's going to be a real problem when you go, like, Tiffany works full time. When she goes back to work full time, Arthur is going to shit a fucking biscuit. I know. Cause like, I, I, I really feel like we, we've gone, we've left the house without her like twice, like go to the grocery store in this or whatever. And she freaks out when we come home. Like she can't believe it. Like it's, it's, this is so, this is just like insane. He's so adjusted to the new normal of like, cool. So I spend 20 hours right next to Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> Got it? yeah. And like when she's shitting or in the shower is when I go wander over to dad's office yeah. and see what's happening in there. That's literally what this dude does all day. Yeah. It's going to be a really shocking, rude awakening for these dogs. Yeah, I feel like I forgot what I, I saw some stupid meme or something like that, where it's like two headlines where dogs are like, work from home forever. And cats are like, when do we get back to the office? Because <laughs> you have a cat too, right? I do. Yeah, she she likes a lot of attention, though. She doesn't she has enough places to hide that I think she doesn't mind if we're home. But um, <laughs> she's she's a bit annoying. She meows like she's dying like so often like she's like Aah. and it's like what the fuck is going on with you like you need to speak you gotta go English. like check on her and she's like what do you why are you reacting like this I'm it fine. is though it is she's not doing anything and it's like she's she's fine she's not unhealthy people always say like whenever i mention this on podcasts people are like you need to take her to the vet because she has diabetes or they'll just tell me something is going on with her and i'm like i take her to the vet every year she's fine Mm. Yeah, she's just the vet hasn't caught dead. anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking people online are wild with like, and I find in the last month people are way more online. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, 
Oh my God. Myself included. I'm, I'm online start- all day. I've started replying to people's tweets. That's something I haven't done in like fucking ever. <laughs> and now I'm like, granted, they're so- pseudo acquaintances. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not like straight up just replying to like porn stars <laughs> tweets or whatever. Uh, okay. Like, now I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, not on, not from my at Gaber's handle. But from okay, my- <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the Raise no, My I- TV handle. <laughs> You should. Are we I should verified? Get the log- should I get the login from Raise My TV and just I use it to be? I have it. An- you can log in and talk to me. I retweet our shit on there all the time. I just use oh, it. Oh, nice. But yeah, no, you should. I feel like I, I reply. I, re- I we have such a lag. We're going to be talking over each other. I um, I reply to people more now, and I'm like, I'm trying to like be connected to people more. But at the same time, I really want to delete Twitter. What are your thoughts? I. I'm in the exact same boat. I will say right now, Twitter feels like uh, standing up at your desk in a crowded office space and going like, yo, I fucking love uh, burritos. And someone stands <laughs> up and is like, me too. And you're like that. And then unfortunately, there's also 12 people that stand up and go, dude, you like burritos? Have you tried a chicken sandwich? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, if, you like, if you're eating that many burritos, you should see a dot. That's cultural appropriation. Burritos are for Mexican people. And you're, I'm like, I don't even know what's wrong now. That is so true. Everything is so annoying on there. And I, and anything I post, like you get some response from someone who just makes, who like wants to ruin your day. Like I, I swear I have someone every day who says something that like is either about me that's mean and I have to feel sad now or it's like about just like trying to yeah like trying to like cancel you for like some reason like eating a burrito or something it's truly just like this is a hellscape I don't want to exist in here like Zach Woods doesn't have Twitter and neither and does like Manzukis. those, are the, must, two, are, those are, like, are the two people I always think about they're the two people I always think about and they're the two people who also work more than anyone so it's almost <laughs> like that you don't need it to work at all because I, I think people have the the misperception that we need it to I've get conv- jobs and that's the problem is that I've convinced myself that that's the case me too me too but I also like Zach is not a touring uh, I feel bad talking about these guys this much behind no, their backs well, but, they're not, but they're not going to listen to it so right, it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one can even like snitch tag them and be like Manzukas, <laughs> did you hear Lavkis and Gamers talk shit they about can't you. contact them <laughs> <laughs> But that's but, the, that's the thing. It's like they don't tour. I mean, J- Manzukis does, but he has his other crew to, to tweet about it. Like he has Paul, Paul Shear, who and, is wildly and, online. And June Diane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like with him, it's fine. And Zach doesn't do live shows that need promoting. Like we do need to promote stuff, and people do find out about it from Twitter. Like right. that is true. And also with know. like a Patreon, you feel like when you like there's that's no a, way you'd there, get anyone on there. You right? You can't just be like, oh yeah. I, uh, hopefully, I just people find out about my Patreon. Also, the craziest shit happens all the time on social media. And this is not, sorry, yes, the craziest shit all back off. But what I'm saying is sometimes I'll tweet something like, new action boys this week, something I don't always promote. And then someone who follows me is like, holy shit, I love action movies. Had no idea you had this podcast. I'm like, it's been two years and I feel like I'm promoting it too much. I just said this to Mike (laughs) last night because I will get people who tweet and go, you have a podcast? I'm like... I have 50. I don't know how many times I have to be annoying about this online to get everyone to know. I I just wish you all knew so I didn't have to post about it. But there's always that person who didn't know. But here's the thing. Are people even annoyed by our promotion? I'm not annoyed by anyone's shit on there, really. I'm like, at this point... I always point point to you because I find for some reason, and obviously I am your friend and I like you as a person. So that gives you a little bit of a bonus. But... 
you are someone who is good at promoting and never bothers me. I, I always really, know what you have you. going on, but I'm never upset with. I'm never thank like you. shut the fuck up. Yeah, I really try to think hard when I post, and I think that's part of it. It's it's just that thing of like, how, what's the least annoying way to phrase this? How could I think about this so that it's uh, I could? How could I post about this so I want to post about it once? Like you know, there's that kind of thing. Like I feel like if I did ten podcasts last week, I'll put them all in one post because it's fucking annoying that I'm on ten podcasts. But you might want to hear one of them, so hopefully right. this is fun. And you don't have, if you didn't like this post and you didn't see it, that's fine. So I don't know. It is a, there's it's like an effort because it can be so annoying. And some people do do it wrong. I think, but I. I don't care. It's just, there are ways to do it. I think that are less annoying. I, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. I, one thing you don't do is retweet compliments. Oh yeah. I, which I think hard. That's hard, it's hard not, not to, do. to Cause you want to be like, guys, people think I'm funny in the wrong Missy. See, uh, see, and, no, it is. It is but hard. I think you got it. You can do it like once for each project or once totally. each day or something like that. But the people who run, Anytime someone who I follow a peer or someone who is just someone I respect gets has something new coming out, they sometimes go a little too hard. And it's yeah. like, I get it. You have a book coming out, so you're going to retweet everything about the book with the link to the book. But mm -hmm. and I I'm guilty of it, too. I just don't no, know. It's I'm you have to, we're learning. I, I, I really learned from you. Oh, well, thank you. I Which mean, well, here's one thing that I think is good is that when you're following people, you can turn off their retweets. So if there is somebody who 100 percent posting retweets of their book, then, yeah, you could just turn off the retweets and you still like them. But like, I think with compliments, it's so weird because sometimes it's like, oh, that's like this helps people want to listen to see like oh, this person went like, this made me laugh all day. Like, oh my God, I couldn't stop crying, laughing, like whatever. It's like, that's helpful because if I see that, I'm going to be like, well, what is that they're talking about? But right. I, I even feel know. weird retweeting like Vulture magazine saying like, know, check out this episode. It's like, yeah, no, I know. Like, did you read this yet? Like, I <laughs> we got to promote our shit. We can't just live in a No vacuum. one else is doing it for us. Right. No one is going to do. <laughs> There's so many things like that. I think about like where even with like bullshit, like around my house, like my chores, I'm like, no one's going to clean the floor unless it's me <laughs> right? cleaning the floor. So I have to. Yeah. I don't want to do that shit, but I want to live in a clean house. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, eventually you'll be like the Millie Bobby Brown or uh, level of person where you have like 40 mock accounts that are like Lolo Lapkus, Lapkus Queen, uh, LL the Comedy Queen, you know, and it's just like they tweet every single project you do and like and reach. And that's right. Like, you see like Brooklyn Nine-Nine has that part like a parks and it's like Parks and Rec has like uh Aubrey's character, Pratt's character, and they're always following that. Like, you need to build like the army of fan bots or whatever they are that do yes. this shit for you. <laughs> yes, they and like David Spade has them. Like, so I'm promoting of the course, movie right of now. Of course, yeah. And so of course, David Spade has these bots, and they they are always posting everything he does about the movie. It's just it's very interesting, like to see how who are these people? What are they? I don't. It's cool, I guess, but they're um, super fans. I uh, this episode when this episode comes out. Um, uh, the Wrong Missy will be on, streaming on Netflix. I, due to uh, connections, and not even connections to you, got to see the movie already. And since I, I'm going to tweet a compliment so you don't have to retweet it. I'm just going <laughs> to say it on this episode to you and to the listeners. The movie is very funny. Thank you. Uh, and, Thank and, you. And the, the follow-up to that is, 
because of you. Like there, Thank it's you. got some of my favorite people in it. In addition to Lauren Lapkus, but you are, I mean, you're taking a huge comedy swing in this movie. You're. Thank you. Yeah. You're straight up. I mean, a dream come true for me is to be the crazy person to David Spade's straight person, which is what, or voice of reason, whatever we're calling it now. Yeah. Um, because that's what Chris Farley got to do, my idol. And then getting to watch my friend Lauren do that shit in a movie was fucking awesome. And you were truly you. funny. The back half of the movie suffers because there's less Missy in it. And I thank I, you. And I'm I not saying that it. to suck your dick. It's, and then I don't know why Please I said that. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> not um, again. It's a really sick visual that you gave me just now. But <laughs> that's how um, I got raised by TV. <laughs> I sucked my way to an earwolf <laughs> medium paying job. <laughs> and it was my dick, yeah. Yeah, um, thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> but I just wanted to make it very clear it wasn't Scott's or something. Um, but yeah, that was a waste sucking Scott's dick. <laughs> that was just for fun. You did that. Yeah. <laughs> Once you do one, it's like just keep them coming, right? <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate that that compliment, and I mean, it was my dream too. I mean, I've always loved David Spade, so like Same. it was crazy. Tiffany's- and I mean. Sorry, mm. T- Tiffany's a huge David Spade fan, like diehard. So she was Same. loving this movie for two very different reasons. Well, it's like funny because over the years, like I will be like, oh, he's going to be on Ellen. I'm going to DVR Ellen because he's going to be on like little things like that. I would get excited. Like, that's a super fan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, he's going to be on late night. I got to watch. So I, I truly was always so excited to see him. And to, that's the only reason I really auditioned was that I saw he was cast in it already. And I was like, Oh, I, well, I don't want to not go to this because what if I could meet David Spade? And then it's, I mean, it's crazy. I got to like be the crazy person that he has to deal with the whole movie. It was, it was really fun. And he's so, he's so funny as a straight man. He's, like, he's well, I mean, he's so good at it. He has a look that he can give his face yes. is already like, come on now, asshole, you know, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. already that. And then he has a look that he can give where he doesn't knock down what you're doing or the, uh, or Rob Schneider or Dante, whenever, yeah. whichever one of his freaks, Nick Swanson, he has a look he can give that just says like, I am so over this, but like continue. And it just, the yes. way the face he makes always makes me laugh. And it, is so evident in your gut. Oh You're my god! Fucking, yeah. What's the <laughs> the bathtub scene is like the highlight of the movie for for the listeners. Just <laughs> the hot the in the hotel room bathtub scene is the hardest. I was laughing in that movie. I was Thank literally you. tearing that was up. Literally the hardest scene for me to shoot because I've told you probably that I hate going underwater and I I have uh, when to go we underwater. first met you were like. I was like, maybe going to teach you how to swim. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I hate going underwater. And I had to do it a bunch in this movie and come out of the water being funny. So it's yeah. like, for me, that's really hard because I'm not a good swimmer. And I don't have like the, I'm not naturally able to just go in and out and be like fluid with it. Like it's, it just takes a lot of um, like mental energy for me to do it. I mean, like and, a, a couple of years ago is when you learned like how to not get water up your nose. And now yeah, you're, I think, uh, I, now you're. <laughs> I was literally, I'm not kidding. I was practicing in the pool at the hotel for the movie. I was out there with Mike in the pool at the Four Seasons, dunking under and coming up. I was like, I can't be doing this for the first time in years in the movie. Did you so, ever, have you ever seen the SNL synchronized swimming sketch? I don't know. Who's uh, that? You, uh, it's, I think it's Martin Short and Christopher Guest. Uh, mm. I, I highly recommend you watch it after we get off. I'll send you the link because it is like a, a synchronized swimmers and one of the guys can't really swim well. And it's a lot of like simple pool training. And it just, remi- <laughs> I just, the visual I got of Mike practicing dunking <laughs> you around <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> it was, 
Well, we were like, we were, he truly was teaching me how to go underwater and stay down because I have a really hard time with that. And I have a really hard time staying underwater because I panic and I don't know how to breathe. I don't know how to like let out the breath. So I was learning how to do that. Then I had to shoot the bathtub scene, which was really, really hard for me. I actually like, I think I had a panic attack. Like I, I, no one knew and I didn't tell anyone, but I was like, they might've known I was struggling, but I, cause I couldn't stay under, they had to put sandbags in the tub with me that I was holding on to like use yes. because truly even like I, I'm very good in the water. It's hard to stay under because your body naturally floats. Yeah. And it was like, you know, a tub. So it wasn't like it was so deep that I could just get low. I was like right. trying to stay under. But then it was going up my nose because I had to lean back. And then I have to come up in this funny voice with this shit all over my face. So I had like my my eyes were taped shut with like petals or whatever. And so I was like <laughs> panicking. Like I truly was like, I can't see. I can't breathe. I'm choking. And when I come up choking, I can't see. So it was <laughs> It was like really hard. So I'm really, I would, and I was, and I was so nervous when the scene came, when I was going to see the scene. Cause I was like, I'm sure it's terrible. And I'm so glad that that was like your favorite scene because that was like the hardest scene. Yeah. It's not, <sighs> honestly, it's so weird, but like that shit matters. Like the fact that it was difficult and you pulled it off just gives it like another le level of richness. Like I truly lost my shit. Someone who's watched you perform from a foot away for like eight years. Yeah. I should not be like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I know your style and it's still absolutely fucking destroyed. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and also I will say David was like really supportive. Like he's somebody where if I was having a hard time, I could talk to him and he was like really nice about it. And like I, I texted him like during that scene, like I was having a hard time and he like was sending me voice memos to like be like, oh man, it's so hard. Like you're doing a good job. Like it's okay. Like you could do it. Like he's just so nice. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome yeah. that he's nice because he's a guy that you could find out as a dick and not totally. also not be offended, not be bothered by it. No. Like he's one no. of my celebrities that I'm like, I'm assuming he's an asshole. Like it's part of his personality yes. and I don't mind it at all. If he is. No, I remember <laughs> I saw him like, so years ago I was in blended that Adam Sandler drew Barrymore movie. I had like a small part in that. And I got to go to the happy Madison Christmas party, which was like amazing because they had performances from like, um, a guy from the Eagles and then like, and then vanilla ice came out and then it was like just all these people. And then Adam got on stage and performed. God, and vanilla was, ice is like in every happy Madison. Movie. I know. I don't know what the connection is, but he's really nice. Um, Mr. Ice, Mr. Mr. Ice, uh, my dear friend who I text all the time. He did send me a, an Instagram message about this. It's very funny, but he, he, uh, I saw David there with like a model and I was like, there's David Spade. Like this was like what I don't know what year. That must have been like 2014. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I'm in the same room as him. I would never go talk to him. There's no way that would go well. And I'm glad I didn't because now I got to meet him in this way. But like, <laughs> you got to meet him on uh, more even grounds when you're yeah, his co-star. Yeah, not being like, uh, uh, sir, can I please tell you I like you? Which everyone does all day, every day. Remember when I was that comedian screaming in your face when you were just trying to get loaded and laid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, wait, so back to s s social media crazy because we were gonna talk about coping mechanisms, but yeah. also you and I always default to sort of like our stress around social media and our I know I know and our complicated relationship with it. So maybe we stay here because this yeah. reminds me of the Raised by TV episode with Manzukis where we tried to talk, but you and I are so obsessed with it, and because he doesn't use it, we're like, tell us more, Mister Jason. I know. I truly was like, what is it like to not have this? Like, I mean, I think he 
there must be a sense of peace that you have when you don't check in on these things. Like I'm on there, especially during the quarantine, I'm on there like all fucking day. Like I I would, yeah, I would wish, I wish I was at the level where I was just checking in and not at the level where it's just rolling constantly. uh, Apple R in the background, just seeing like, how's my tweet doing? What's new information? What happened here? Like, Oh, someone made a joke. That's in reference to something I don't understand. Time to deep dive and learn what, you know, more about the agriculture of Wuhan or whatever. Some stupid shit that I keep trying to figure out. No, That's so true. I feel like I learned the news by reading a joke and then being like, well, what did they mean by that? And then I have to, (laughs) I have to learn what the reaction to shit is where people are like, you know, people are like, well, good luck with Jenny's ice cream bite in or whatever. I'm like, all yeah. right, well, time to unpack what all this means. <laughs> Can I just tell you something about Jenny's ice cream? Of course. Um, whenever I look at the label, it looks like it says penis to me. Yes. <laughs> Do people say this? It looks like no, penis ice the, cream. The cursive J and then the apostrophe S. Like yes. It looks like it's dotting the I. Yeah. yeah. It really does look like it says penis. It is, one, <laughs> it is one letter away from saying penis. That's true. Jenny's is practically penis. It's genus, if you will. Pen- pennies. <laughs> Um, Um, I'm eating a lot of ice cream, by the way, in quarantine. I'm eating ice cream every day. That's my thing right now. I'm doing uh, Van Leeuwen's pints, vegan ice cream. To the dome? To the dome. I'm talking half a pint a day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Highly recommend. What's your treat? What's your treat right now? My treat right now is uh, cannabis consumption at like, three-ish like uh smoking and then my my treat is around 4 30 or 5 i have like a beverage an adult beverage not alcohol because i'm trying not to drink are and you it, high right now no i'm not but what w- want to fix that <laughs> <laughs> sold <laughs> yeah i feel like you should be high i arbitrarily wait till three uh because uh, I just want to delineate, so, except for uh, Saturdays, I wait till noon, and then Sundays, as I in the driveway, shirtless at 9 a.m. with a fucking joint in my nice. mouth. Nice. <laughs> but see, here's what sucks. I feel, I don't know if you're going through this, I feel like I am telling myself I will not work on the weekend, that I'm going to have a weekend. Like, I'm going to, I can get high or watch a show all day or do whatever I want, but something always comes up. Like, I feel like every day someone's like, cause everyone's doing their podcast from home. So, and they also, everyone's like really accessible to each other. So I end up doing a podcast like every day. And then on the weekend, when I said I wouldn't do anything, I'm doing podcasts and it's like your whole day is still work somehow. It's weird. Yeah. It's hard to delineate like when your work day starts and stops. Um, all like for people who have office jobs and are now working from home, people like us who like create our own schedule, you could easily guilt yourself into, oh yeah, I guess we'll do that on, I'm trying to take the week of Memorial Day off and I feel insane emailing my agent manager being like, I know nothing is going to happen, but can we make sure nothing happens this week? Like I, like, can we? Try I not think that's to. That's nice. Give yourself Tiff, a vacation. Yeah, Tiff's gonna take try to take off too, and we're gonna just have like four or five days where we'll be staycationing or whatever, just I mean, like not nice. worried about work stuff. Yeah, because she's been working this whole time full time, right? Yeah, and all and maybe more harder than she does normally, which right? Because there's probably weird expectations of like what you should be doing, and because you're home. Yeah, and she's home, and she's like. Oh, I'm at, it's seven thirty, and like she's not like 
taking a Pilates class or we're going out to dinner. It's like we're always around. So it's justifiable to jump on your laptop or reply to a couple of emails or some shit. It's I couldn't imagine. No, I just saw that um, on on Twitter. I saw that CAA was like told that they all should not come to the office until August 1st. Like their, their stay at home order is continuing. I think that's great. I'm like, I bet you there are so many offices that realized everyone could do the job from home and it's basically the same thing. And I hope that more people do that. More companies do that and don't make people come back to the office too soon. Oh, I think this, this potentially could destroy commercial real estate in like major cities. Whoa. I didn't even think about that. Cause like, why would you ever, like if you were launching uh Lapkiss productions, you, you might not have an office space now. Right. It wouldn't make sense. That's interesting. If you had like, if you had like 12 employees, you don't necessarily want them all in the same building together and shit. Right. Like, and it's like if you're a major corporation like CAA or Netflix or Apple or Amazon, you're like, OK, well, maybe these half of people should be in the office, but the other half of people don't have to be necessarily. Right. Yeah. And this is going to bring me to my next crazy idea. And this kind of goes off social media a little bit, too. Uh if we can zoom our podcast, I don't like we off mic. We discussed it's not as fun as being in person. But if you could yeah. zoom your podcast, if people can work remotely, are Tiffany like? Am I going to move to the beach in Santa Barbara? That's interesting because you could be anywhere. I mean, you can live in Mon- you can live in Montana for fucking and have a house for fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's interesting, <laughs> and then it also would open it up so that people in other states could have jobs like that, like in at Netflix or something where they normally couldn't get a job because they right. don't want to live in L.A. or whatever. Yeah, That's or can't afford to, or can't leave their relative for whatever yeah. reason, or can't leave their family. Like, I, I wonder if that's going to crack it open a little bit, and I doubt it because these corporations. Uh, are just going to want everyone back in. But I yeah. I can't imagine like people aren't thinking about the possibility of, I know what's on my mind most right now in, as I go forward in life is the possibility of another pandemic. Yeah. And all I can think about is I just want to be more prepared for that one. And I, and I only mean that in the most first world cushy champagne problem way. Like I want a house with a yard by the time the next pandemic comes. Yeah. I can't, can't be living in an apartment when I'm 40 and locked in again for another 18 months. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's weird because we can't change anything besides stuff like that. So it's not, it's like, it is first world and cushy to think about that, but like, it's also smart because it, something is probably going to happen again. And if you could make yourself more comfortable before, I mean, it's even like the same as I'm sure there are people who are like, I'm going to stock up on toilet paper. Now I'm going to get every right. um, role I can, because I know this is going to happen again and whatever. Like there's probably shit like that happening all the time. So it makes sense to me. I mean, I, I feel like I've been okay with where I live, but like you start to get annoyed by the littlest shit like i fucking hate that the color of my walls i hate the my fucking neighbor is has a parakeet that's squawks all fucking day that i kind of wish would fly away is the nice way i put it because i really would do other things to the parakeet i'm like <laughs> i have i have two guitarists and a singer that live in my apartment complex Uh-oh, and now worse. i know that <laughs> <laughs> that is worse i think my my kid my neighbor's kids are they scream all day i mean they scream outside all day they don't talk ever they only scream like it's truly like they're like "Ah!" i'm like oh my god get a fucking life like this is crazy and so it's just shit like that where i'm like i just want to be more away from things if if uh 
we were making sketches or able to shoot something, something I would want to shoot right now would be like uh, coastal doomsday preppers. Like, uh, <laughs> like what is like, what, like it's like my cold brew garden is taking off, you know, like everyone else has got like guns and basements and we're like, that would be I'm, it. I'm learning to dry my own rosemary. Here we are talking about underwear with Uncle Gabrus again. And of course, my loyal supporters, literally of both the podcast and my genitals, Mac Weldon, they've been around since early episodes of High and Mighty, and they've been around my special area for at least the last five years. As long as I've had High and Mighty, I've been rocking Mac Weldon's, and I think it's time you did the same. The styles are great. They fit all kinds of weird bodies. I'm assuming if you have a normal body or whatever is considered a normal body, it's going to be even easier for you to shop. But for me, I've got big legs, no butt, and a big gut. And I managed to fit perfectly in a pair of Mack Weldon's. They have great styles, all different fits, socks. I rock socks and underwear from Mack Weldon every day. And I wear Mack Weldon running socks when I ran several half marathons. You get it. I'm a fan of their product. And now they have a loyalty program called Weldon Blue. It's totally free. You place your order for any amount. You never pay for shipping again. Once you purchase $200 worth of products from Mack Weldon, not only will you continue to receive free shipping, but you will also start saving 20% on every order you make for the next year. So level one is just any order, and then you never have to pay for shipping again after that. Level two is once you pay $200 worth of products, blah, blah, all that. Level two also grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free gifts, free gifts added to future orders. So get yourself to Weldon Blue. I would, I'll be Weldon Blue level, level two the second they stop sending me free underwear. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm, I talk about... Mac Weldon so much, in addition to paying for ads, they send me free underwear because I talk about it on other podcasts. So just go to Mac Weldon and enter promo code high. That's MacWeldon.com, uh, promo code high, and uh, get 20% off your first order. So 20% off your first order. You get free shipping after this first order. It's what's not to love. I, let's go blue, baby. Two-thirds of men start to lose their hair by 35. Once you've noticed your hair is thinning, it can be too late. Is your hairline slowly starting to move back? Any bald spots? Your best bet is to prevent more hair loss. Okay, so do yourself a favor. Don't go get some, you know, don't go to the gas station and buy Uncle Louie's hair tonic. Don't go to, you know, uh, off-brand, Get go you know, some sketchy back alley and have plugs done by a guy who's got face tattoos. No, go to forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. It's time for you to write a new chapter. And in this chapter, you got hair, baby. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. So do your, here's how it works. Uh, you get your first month free. You, uh, for hims connects you with real doctors. It saves you tons of time. You don't have to leave your house, which is perfect in this current environment. A doctor reviews, and it's not, it's not weird, you know, pseudoscience products. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Um, so right now, my listeners can get started with their first month free if they go to forhims.com slash mighty. That's F O R H I M S.com slash mighty. 
Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's 4 slash mighty. Feels, baby. Premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. I am a big fan of feels. I uh, use it every night before bed. I take a few drops under my tongue because uh, it helps relax me. It makes me feel uh, better, more soothed, like both physically and mentally. Um, It's like a warm bath for your brain. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a fan of CBD products. And here's, uh, it feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. And sleeplessness and uh, some stress and anxiety are peaking right now. So for me, I like to dose with some CBD before bed and sometimes in the morning if I'm feeling it like uh, post-coffee that I might want a little CBD to get me through the day, I'll do a few drops under my tongue then too. Uh, The important thing is you got to find the right dose. That's what, and everyone's dose is different. Tolerance, size, um, endo cannabinoid systems, all that. So you got to leave room to experiment over the course of the week or so. So you might need to take more or less to get the effects you're after. So here's the thing. Get CBD uh, delivered to your door, high quality. And because you're a member, you can call a CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. So join the Feels community and get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel Anytime. So uh, I personally use CBD for sleeplessness and uh, anxiety issues. I combine it with uh, doses of THC, but I find that the blend is what works for me. And I know for a lot of people who don't want the psychoactive effects of THC, CBD, which has none of the brain stuff, all of the body stuff, you can still drive and all that. So, you know, a lot of people enjoy that. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash mighty to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash mighty. Have you, have you like done anything like that? Like baking bread or anything or has Tiff done that? I'm sure she doesn't have time for that. She doesn't have much time for that, but I think say we're 50 days in quarantine. Maybe it's around there. She's cooked like 41 of the nights. (laughs) Me too. Me too. And I don't fucking cook. Like it's been a very interesting, I've always said, how are you liking it? It's going fine. I mean, I, I feel like, Last year, I started trying to learn how to cook with like cookbooks and stuff. And so I was a little bit getting into this mindset of cooking my own meals and trying to make healthy meals. But this has been interesting because I'm afraid to get meals most places. And so I I don't want to go out and deal with it if I don't have to. Um, I've been doing one thing that's been really, really helpful during this is I have a, a produce delivery uh, box from farm fresh to you, which I don't know if they might only be in California, but it's one of those things. They just deliver whatever produce you pick out from their website, carrots, whatever the fuck. And then I can, I feel like every week I get that. And so I mainly eat vegetables. It's kind of like weird. I'm like eating so many vegetables right now. Well, that's good. you right. Yeah. Like that's a no, very I mean, good, yeah. it's good. Then I balance it with the ice cream. <laughs> so good. Hey, that's, that's awesome though. That's like a great, skill to have is to just be able to make yourself a couple of meals it'll keep you alive and richer way longer yeah (laughs) yeah it's true it's true because it does feel like a huge waste too i mean it's weird like i i 
want to support restaurants. I don't want any of my local restaurants to shut down. But at the same time, I'm like, would I spend 60 bucks to get that meal? Or could I, I could make something right now and then I'll be full and then it'll be done. And so I won't spend 60 bucks. So it's like, it's hard. Also, I feel bad. Like all of these delivery places, every time my order has been like, I used to order way more in the pandemic. It slowed down because we're a little bit of germaphobes. Yeah. When you order three to four times a week and it's one time one out of the times it's fucked up it doesn't matter as much but like we look so forward to ordering now because we like build up to it's like this friday night no cooking we're ordering from our favorite local place and then the the, every time the order has been fucked up and you don't want to like be a dick about it (laughs) you're like 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 like, i'm tipping 25 percent i'm you know it's 140 dollars to order thai food because i'm like tipping and being upcharged by whatever and i'm like what the fuck i could make dinner for three nights off this money (laughs) i know and and like we we got really excited one night because we were going to get a pizza from this local place that we like and they were doing like contact you know contact free like they you just wait outside and they bring it out and whatever i don't know how they did it because i didn't go because mike did but he was like there and then like someone took his pizza on accident and he was like no like it was like this whole thing like then he had to wait and then some dude came by coughing on people while they were all wearing masks like he came by like with no mask like like, oh you guys are pussies basically and it's like what is people are fucking crazy it just is like all it's like he had to go get the pizza someone else took it then people were coughing it's like let's just stay home i don't want to fucking deal with this shit like this is like yeah too much it's too much Let's anxiety. Tomatoes and mozzarella on a fucking pita or a flatbread that I have laying here. Dude, I was fu- I fucking stand around the kitchen eating like ham and cheese. And I'm like, this is great. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I am truly like from years of working from home. Like my lunch is frequently like cold leftovers standing up. Yeah, yeah. But living with Tiff now and she's home and like every and, and neither of us are traveling. We usually both travel so much. I'm yeah. eating. I'm eating better than I ever have before because the grossest I eat is when I order alone or wear order or I eat when I'm on tour or we eat at restaurants or the uh, after a midnight show and I'm like stoned or drunk and someone's like, oh, I got to order food or like, we're going to go to the diner. Like, that's when I do the worst eating. And that's all been eliminated. That's true. There's like no like impulsive random shit like that happening because you're not out and about. I mean, right. that's interesting. I do. And I'm I have like, Tiffany to check me if I'm like, yeah. we're ordering food. I can't be like, we should have leftover quesadillas to eat. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you said about travel, though, it's true. Like, I'm usually gone like most of every month. I I feel like I'm always traveling somewhere every month. Yeah. And so it kind of feels crazy to just be staying in one place for a long time too. I think that's part of the stir craziness of is like, I don't even get to go be by myself in another city and see something weird and like do a show and like all the fun stuff that comes with that. You know, I don't, I don't know what you, uh, if it was as weighted as I heard it, but for me, the <laughs> by myself thing is very important. Cause the, the reason Tiffany, Tiffany and I have been together for 17 years and we think a lot of the reason why we work is because we both, both travel separately for work. So oh, we yeah. both we both get the solo hotel experience and the solo apartment experience. Yeah. Which is like a real treat when you've been in a long-term relationship. It's like when totally. Tiffany goes out of town for three days, I feel I finally have my own place. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like that, I, I'm and so we and like I'm sure that. and <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure you guys are fine and getting along great because you you've been together because you've been together so long and your relationship is so strong. But like it's still that thing of like 
you just, I, I can't complain about Mike. We have a great time all day. We're like having fun together and watching the, we like the same shows. We want to do the same shit, but you know, it's like everyone usually is used to so much more alone time. So it's just weird to not get that at all. And then to realize like, Oh, if everything had gone according to plan, I would have been in New York right now by myself doing like whatever I like to do in New York. And like, that would have been cool. It just yeah, sucks. I know. I, I was supposed to be on tour of the Pacific Northwest, like all this shit that I was super pumped about. But yeah. Also, like you don't even have like the half hour drive where you just like are by yourself for a that half too. hour. Yeah. There's like you don't so, get any of those little breaks that kind of make you love the person more because you're like, right. I get to go be away, <laughs> just being alone and missing people. I mean, it is that absence makes the heart grow fonder? It's, it's like, yeah, it's a hundred percent true. It's like yeah. you can re, but like. We sort of are in our separate wings of our apartment, a.k.a. Tiffany's like nine yeah. feet that way, but yeah. separated by a room. So we feel like we're in like our private little and like we'll knock on each other's doors or be like, oh, like you know, nice. <laughs> and kind of simulate that we're uh, working in separate locations. We text a lot like from the room because like, we're both at our laptops. That's so. nice. And our actually, that's kind of weird. I mean, I because our relationship pretty much started on AIM. Wow. Because that's oh how. Oh my God. What was your two, screen name? Uh, it was Enforcer5353. Oh my God. My first oh. screen name was Surfrat69. I switched it oh to Enforcer. Oh my God. That's like what it would be right now if you had <laughs> yeah. AIM. That's like so perfect. <laughs> Tiffany's was uh, Fashion Police with like a zero for the O and stuff. <laughs> Very <That's> fun. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> oh my god, that's so perfect. And sophomore and junior year, when we were before we started dating, we were just friends. We were we were in classes together, and we would constantly type on AIM. And now we're in separate rooms typing on iChat on our computers. <laughs> Maybe like, that's good. It's like a little regression back to like what drew you together in the first place. Yeah, or soon, soon enough we're just going to be having like FaceTime jerk off sessions from just cyber. eight feet away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should type it out. <laughs> I'm locking the door so that Arthur can't get in. I'm, I'm giving him a treat so he's distracted for the next eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was fully true. It's fully exaggerated <laughs> in, in the length of time. Oh yeah, that part was exaggerated. I knew it was true when you locked your dog out, but then the part about you going eight minutes seemed a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners, uh, Lavka's rolled her eyes very hard at me. <laughs> okay, tough guy. <laughs> um, how how are you feeling? I I will say like as I'm not someone who likes screen time except for like movies and video games i don't like looking at social media or uh facetiming with people but i i found myself enjoying zooms every now and then i find myself enjoying the the fact that i can continue to podcast like technology yeah. has its obvious benefits and and also yeah. now sorry going back to what we we're saying replying more to people on twitter i'm like engaging with like i, I guess it counts as like Am I that desperate for attention? The answer is yes. The answer uh, is yes. Yeah. It is. But it's true. I think it's like, it's, we're very lucky we can still do podcasts at home because we can, you know, keep some of our income going. Otherwise we would have no jobs. So it is nice. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think there's something to be said, like, I'm a, I find that I really don't want to do a social zoom after I've done a podcast yet doing the social ones. I usually find to be it's like more relaxing. Like I'm like, Oh, we just hung out. I didn't have to think about anything or like censor myself or like whatever. Or be like worried, the... or be worried when you step on someone or it ch gets choppy. Right. You're like, sorry. Oh, uh, 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 
uh, uh, you know totally <laughs> you feel so, like I, i've done like some zooms that i did i was like dreading like some birthday zooms or whatever and i'm like oh i don't feel like it and then it's like oh that was the most fun because everyone was just hanging out and being normal in that school so it's it's really funny that it's like going to parties in person i know i don't want to go then you go and you're like it was so good to see mike and lauren right that was so that fun is I'm exactly so- <laughs> it. it's true because I, I always rsvp yes to a birthday or whatever and i'm like oh, i don't fucking want to go i'm too tired and then i drag my ass out and go and i'm like that was really cool i had a great time that's a cool place whatever and then literally always on the uber home or the drive home from these things me and me and tiff are like Oh, we should make sure we like go to these things more. It's nice to I see. Know. It. And then it's like, oh, Lauren invited us to Highland Park or wherever, and we're like seeing a different neighborhood. And it's like, right. oh, so and so's birthday's in Burbank, and it's like, oh, I don't want to go there. And then when you go, you're like, it was cool to like get out of our bubble I and see. Know. You know, and it's like, I know. I'm, and then. Now I'm just being asked to load up a website and I'm still like, ugh, do we have I to? I know. <laughs> it's so lame. But see, that's I- the thing. It's like your bar gets lowered because you don't go anywhere at all. And so going to the Zoom feels like you're going somewhere. I mean, oh. ugh, I mean I'm missing, like, I'm missing my whole life. I'm missing like just being able to go to like a stupid Pilates class or like do something that feels like, oh, I went somewhere and saw people and interacted with random strangers. And like, it feels good. Ugh. I- I literally thought yesterday when I was texting you, I was like, oh man, I should text Mike, your husband, see how he's doing. And then I'm like, I miss running into Mike. And I'm like, how much did I, was I seeing Mike? And then I was like, oh, right. We go to the same gym. I miss the gym, but I miss running into like, that was such a thing that I didn't know. I'm like, well, I haven't talked to Mike in three months someone who i like was interacting with weekly you know i know it's weird (laughs) and and you forget that yeah i know and i think for me like doing workout classes i would often invite a friend to go with me so it was like social and good for you and like it just was a way to see people i mean but but it's weird because at first i feel like i i feel like i mourned all this stuff right away and i was like oh no we can't go anywhere i'm so scared and then like i got like comfortable with being scared and then like accepting it and now i'm back to being like okay i'm i'm getting a little antsy but it's but the idea of these people who are like fighting to go back out that's the part i really don't get i'm like wait, you know it's not safe. It's not that they just don't want you to go have fun. It's that it's literally going to kill you. Like, <laughs> I right, don't know. But I, I guess just people have like a different point of view of the facts. Like, I guess yeah. it's like, I'm not even going to try to get in the headspace of those fucking lunatics. Know, it's like, you can tell me it's safe on June 1st. I'm not going to be the guy. I I go to the beach three like at least once a week from March until October here in LA. I am the person who the beach needs to open for. And when the beach opens, you're not going to catch me there for fucking three weeks (laughs) till I hear it's cooled off there. Like uh, people wise, I'm not fucking with any of that shit. Uh, Going back to the bar, going back to the bar being lowered. How about your bar for what you consider a productive day? I'm humiliated. I'm humiliated by how low my bar is for that. So the, so there's a productive day and then there's like, I'll have a day, if I have a day that completely exhausts me, it's because I had to do like five things and they were all things I didn't, I, that I wasn't choosing. If it, it also feels like if I'm not choosing it, I don't even feel like it was productive. I feel like I was like forced to do it. So if I'm choosing it and it's, and I do something, it's like, okay, I'll do my podcast 
I'll do someone else's podcast. Uh, I'll go outside and go for some sort of exercise, like a power walk or like a bike ride. And I would work on my piano because I'm trying to learn how to play the piano. So oh, that's if I, awesome. Yeah. So if I did all of that, that would feel like a really good day. But most days I don't get to do any of that. I feel like I'm like, I, I don't get to go outside. I don't get to go for like, there's no time. It's, it's so weird. Like the days pass in the weirdest way. Like suddenly it's five o'clock and you're like, what? I didn't even do all my shit. Like I'm cleaning all day. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I have like random shit where it's like, I just have to like change the light bulb in my office and it's like (laughs) on my head. Like someone asked me to make a video for something and I like had a week, didn't get around to it until like the last day and then something came up on the last day that I had to deal with and I just had to say, I'm sorry, I couldn't get this done. It's like, I'm embarrassed. Oh my God. No, no, I fully get that. I feel like the only thing that's been keeping me really busy is that I've been doing press for the movie. And so they, they have me doing things every day and I've had to make videos and all this kind of stuff, um, from home. And it's really draining. Like I, it's, it sounds like such a, like a gallon, like a champagne problem or like a really ridiculous complaint, but because we're, I think what, what you can forget in these moments is like, this is traumatic. Like the experience of like the fear that is associated with this is so traumatic. that like, my brain can't also do everything I would normally do and feel great. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm drained from having to make a stupid, silly video. Like that is hard. Right. Well, like, it's, it, it's kind of like, you're like, why am I so tired? All I did today was go to a beach and it's like, yeah, but while we were at the beach, there was the constant sound of gunfire. Yeah. So I don't know if you fully were able to relax because maybe you forgot about it, but it was in the background the whole time. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah. how I kind of feel about this pandemic shit is that like, you know, I'll be like, damn, I, I want to go to the gym. I want to exercise today. And it's like one thirty PM and I'm, ha- and I'm like distracted. I got to do one more thing. And then I, Oh no. Why, why is that? It's like, Oh, cause low key, you're worried about your re- older relatives dying. Yeah. Like it's just in yeah. the back of your mind. You're like, yeah. Oh, right. Yes. I forgot. You just can't just be chill at the same time. It's too yeah. much. And, yeah. I, and also I feel like, uh, for, and yes, we're, I'm in a cush situation. I do not have kids. We do have our job. We do have a home. We do have our health. But also like sharing stress with someone is like we're yeah. we're, we're being so we're accidentally burdening each other so much. Yeah. Where it's like like also and we're doing it now. We're sort of guilty of it now, but we have a a different vibe and outlook. But like every interaction with someone also has like Say you have like however long your interaction with them is 15% of it up to 75% of it is, I know, when is this going to end? Did you hear this? Uh, (laughs) And the big, the big one is multiple times a day, I hear a number from a someone, an acquaintance or a stranger, and it's the number of people who have died. And Mm -hmm. it's like, did you hear it's 75,000, it's 81, it's 1200 in LA County, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I'm like, people just keep saying that. And I'm like, "We, we, let's it's crazy to be constantly reminded of how well, bad I think the are. problem is too, like we're in this time where like the government is so horrible and the people in charge <laughs> don't say any of this shit. So we feel like we have to tell each other like, Oh my God, it's really sad. Like a million people died or whatever. And like Trump like hasn't acknowledged it. Like <laughs> right. he literally will not say like all these people died unless he's saying we, the most people have died in any country and he's bragging. The like sign- he's literally a psychopath. He gave a speech yesterday, uh, which would be Monday with a sign in the back that said number one in testing, which people have said, 
said we're not, but also at the same time, that's a weird brag. It's like it we're, we're we're giving out the most SIST, uh, STD tests on college campuses. Granted, it's because we have tons of people with chlamydia, yeah. <laughs> but number one in tests. It's like whoa! Oh my whoa. God. I saw this video of this like kid going to preschool. I think it was in China, and they had all of these tests in place for him. Did you see that? Yeah, they're like they're yeah, and he had to get like his shoes sprayed, temperature yeah. spray down, and then he goes in, and I was like, that actually seems like a good idea, and our country would never like it would never happen. No one is going to use the resources that way. People can't in our country. We can't even wait in line to buy a fucking DVD player. We got to right. like fucking step on the neck of an older woman to get. Did you fucking see the TJ Maxx line from the other day? Oh my god! Like in Georgia, <laughs> the TJ Maxx was shoved full of people. I was like the fuck do you need a fucking shitty pan right now? Like, are you kidding me? Like that is the place where you're going to have a hundred people jammed together. It, it just makes me so sad. I, it, it makes me, it makes me more sad. I, I, I'm not, we're not trying to judge people for what they need, what they want, but it makes me really no. sad that the hundredth person at TJ Maxx saw the 99 other people in there and went, well, I also need my pants and like stormed in. Like it just bums me out that well, not, I'm thing. assuming maybe, maybe uh, several hundred people that we didn't see were like, whoa. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I I pray some people are like, wait a minute, that's a bad idea. Like, but I'm worried that no yes. one did. <laughs> I'm worried that everyone's like, know. well, no, it's not even being judgmental of the thing that someone might want to go get. It's that the store is open and there's no policy in place. Everyone is in line right on top of each other. There's no one in charge. Like no one is trying to make it better. It's just everyone going Ugh! like, that's a horrible day at TJ Maxx when there's no pandemic. I'm not going in there with a line like that. Normally, like you're telling me that I I hate, also catch I hate crowds and going to stores yes. and trying on clothes already. So. I'm not going to get in line for my my $7 candle behind like 100 people with coronavirus right now. It's fine. <sighs> yeah, and it's funny. It's like we don't know uh, when the pandemic's going to end. It's like we're thinking May 14th. We're, we're thinking May 1st. No, it's May 14th. And everyone's like, good, great. May 14th, we're open. It's like, wait, wait, wait. What if we... What if you can wait another couple of weeks? It's so Shouldn't irrelevant you? to pick a day. Like, it just makes no sense. Yeah, it's not like on May 13th, they figured out how to keep the beaches safe. And then now they're, <laughs> they're opening like, them on May 14th. It's like... No, it's so fucking weird. I want to, oh like, God. tweet, at like, hey, hey, at CDC, I uh, can work from home. I do not need any clothes. I do not need... <laughs> I, I'm okay with shopping online. When do you think I should go back out? Like, yeah. I want to be like, and, and I feel like the answer would be like, take as long as you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the I, thing. I it's understand like, it's like a, like, it's, it's different for a lot of people. Like, I'm in a privileged space, but I don't know about kicking down TJ Maxx's door is like, my lack of understanding of privilege. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's not that to me, that is privilege to go to TJ Maxx. It's like, you don't need that. That is right, not right, essential. Right. And I, I'm worried yeah. because I have family in Georgia and they, they have said, it's like, there's no, like everything's back to normal in many ways. Like they are like, it's pretty much normal and they hang out. And I'm like, okay. The retail stores opened up again this past weekend or whatever, and I live over by Fairfax, and there was like a mile long line for sneakers. They opened? Like, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, but like with like uh, 
take curbside only like you know Uh come come to the window you're like can i try but like are you trying on clothes and bringing them back why the fuck does someone need shoes you can't go anywhere right now i haven't worn any of my shoes in like two months it's awesome i i I haven't this has been great for me let me let me be embarrassed by how ready i accidentally was for quarantine (laughs) yeah (laughs) i wear exclusively sweatpants and shorts so like (laughs) i wear only loungewear i never wear shirts or sleeves yeah Uh, i am a pothead a a video game guy i can sit i have to watch movies and podcasts for work so like all this shit that just requires sit like i'm built for i as we said off mic like I've gone multiple times in my life, three to four months without working. Like yeah. I know how to build, I know how to keep myself busy. I know how to like, uh, it's just, it's a very different version of that, but all the sort of like non, uh, biological and societal effects of quarantine, just like the Wait, loneliness. You just, I have to tell you, you just reminded me of the, of Matt Foley from SNL. <laughs> I don't take showers like i wear sweatpants every day i watch movies for work i so what if i smoke pot from noon till i go to sleep (laughs) i really did become him i can sleep up to 12 hours a day (laughs) i pop my pimple using a compass that you had in high school shut the fuck up (laughs) that's an exact that's a real matt foley one (laughs) oh good okay good I thought that was you. I got scared of that one. That was sick. <laughs> That's really funny. But it's true. I like, I've been training for this my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm easily adaptable to something like this, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I just, it's just scary to not have any idea what's happening. And I think that's the underlying thing of all of it is like, we just have never experienced anything like this. And it feels crazy that we are like, it feels like, wait, really this, like every day I feel like, is this real? It's so weird. There's something about that because it is like the underlying anxiety for me, and I don't mean to speak for you, but I'm going to say for us, isn't about like being stuck at home. It's about why we're stuck at home. Yeah. And like, like, I truly like is this shit is maybe not every once every hundred years anymore. This shit yeah. might be every five years, every three years, might be every flu season. Like, I did we don't know. read something like that. Like what? Yeah. No, I read something um, that was about how this could be more common in in the coming years. That oof, stressful. I know. <laughs> I don't. Even I know. Want to think, I don't even want to you think can't. About that. You can't. You can't. <laughs> because also, like, th- th- well, you know, when I let when I freak out too much about that, that I'm like, okay, but also there's so many ways that your life can end, and at any given point, so it's scary enough. And I've never been someone who's living in fear like that all the time like afraid of plane crashes or I I just don't think about, I I try not to think like that. And I think I, you know, a a lot of people who have anxiety, it's not about controlling whether you think about it, it just takes over your brain. But thankfully I don't really typically have that. And I feel like this is the time where I'm like, okay, this could really become a big fear for me, but I don't want to go there. I don't want to go completely off the deep end with this and freak out so much and be afraid of everything and never go outside. Yeah, I'm 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 fully little fucking Johnny Silver Linings over here. Silver Linings playbook. Yeah, am, <laughs> I'm like constantly talking to my neighbors, to my wife, to our friends on Zoom, who are all sort of like overwhelmed and like I'm I'm very capable of procrastinating 
but including procrastinating like with dealing with something and 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 I don't mean that like in a negative way necessarily, but I mean it in a sort of like, well, what if we can't go back to work until uh, January? It's like, mm-hmm. well, let's wait till June first because we'll we're not going to hear we like a lot. We won't uh, so know. I can eliminate speculation, and from my mind, yeah. which has been very helpful for me in these times, is that I can go like uh, everyone's like, do you think it'll be this day or this day? I'm like, well, let's just wait till May fifteenth, yeah. and, and I think we'll know more. Let's just I wait agree. till June first. But Let's- see, I think we're similar with this. Like, I, I mean, I can be, I can, I can really freak out. I think Mike might say otherwise. What from what I'm going to say right now, he's <laughs> probably to him. I'm always like, what if this happens and I never? Okay, but whatever. With I think what you're saying relate. I relate to that because I think I, I tend to be the one in my family who's like, I think it's going to be okay. Like I, I think we're gonna everything's going to work out. Like trying to keep morale up, which I I do think yeah. is really important. And I value my friends who think like that as well right now because sometimes you have those friends who are like. Every person I know who's pregnant is going to have to give birth at home. And you're like, ah, like, just don't say something like that. Like, it's like people just say the scariest thing. Like, I'd rather yeah. be the one who's like, let's just see. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like every time a relative is like, did you see that kids can get it now? And I'm, I'm that relative is when I go that we're going to learn. I, I go like, we're going to learn a lot more about this disease. And, and like, <laughs> cause the other thing that drives me crazy is like, I'll be talking to my family on zoom or whatever. And my aunt will be like. Well, yeah, I had a fever for like uh, 11 days, but <laughs> I, I, my feet never hurt, so I don't think I had it. And it's like, <laughs> well, look, let's just assume the thing you heard, like half heard on, new, on the news isn't necessarily – not even the experts know exactly what COVID-19 right. is right now. Like we're learning about it every day, so like let's just relax. And, and yes. like even like – the craziness is my brother has had it. He has the antibodies wow. now because he's he's a nurse and he works in a COVID ward now. Wow! So he had it, and but even I, I was talking to him about this, and I'm like, "Oh, that's crazy! You had it." And he goes, "So, so I'm like, does that make you immune?" And he goes, "No." And not only that, that a lot of people don't know is that there's qualitative antibodies and then there's quantitative. It's like there is one test to say, Mm. Lauren, you have the antibodies or Lauren, you don't. But there are other tests that say, Lauren, you have just a little bit of antibodies or Lauren, you are juiced up with antibodies. Mm. So uh, even just saying like, I have antibodies, I feel like I'm safe now. That is not necessarily- That's not accurate. I'll hear people say like, I think I already had it, so I'm safe. I'm like- I've also heard you can get the flu twice. So like, I know, let's, I yeah. know. Well, and wait, you posted a picture of your mom. Is your mom working at a hospital right now? She was. Um, she was put on medical leave because she's uh, a cancer survivor. Uh, so, and she has. Uh, she's immunocompromised for like another uh, a couple mm-hmm. other health reasons. I mean, she's a sixty-three-year-old yeah, woman. Yeah, she's an older woman. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, so her oncologist was like, I I have to. That's good. I'm going to give I'm you glad. a letter. You got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I'm really, I'm so happy that she's home then. That's we good. all are. Yeah. <laughs> We're oh my like, God. I know. And that's, that's the other thing too, is like, uh, everyone should have like a healthcare professional in their family so that anytime your friend is like, I can't fucking get the baguette I love. You can in your head <laughs> go like, cause my brother said something in conversation and uh, I'll put this out for the listeners and for everyone. My brother said something in conversation that I didn't really, it never registered what he said until later on. He said, it's crazy to see people bitching about getting to stay home. 
Yeah. We've all been saying having to stay home and uh, uh, yeah. they're making us stay home. From my brother's perspective, he's jealous that we get to stay home because the only place he's going is to a packed COVID right. ward with people dying in it every day. Yeah, actually, I had a similar um, conversation with a friend who works in hospice care and, you know, everyone is calling her a hero. And I think I even posted something like, oh, my, you're so brave and blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, I don't want to go there. Like, it's not <laughs> like I'm I don't want to be a hero. I'm not a hero. I work here and they're telling me I have to come every day. Like, right. It's like we are. I think there was this sort of I saw a few posts from like nurses where it was like this martyr situation where we're putting them on this pedestal of like, you're a hero. Thanks. Bye. Like you're, you're a superhero or something. And it's like it's not accurate. It's like these people have this job that they didn't expect to have to do this. This is like beyond like right. anybody's expectation with being working in a hospital. And I'll bump I'll bump it down from medical field to like fucking uh, delivery people yeah. and grocery store workers. Yeah. I, and I don't mean bump it down. I mean like, uh, like we're, we're putting these people on a pedestal and they're being uh, rewarded even worse. Like they're yes. making less money. They're not, they weren't respected until now. And if they even still are, people are still, I know. Dick. I think people are still being assholes and it was just like beyond comprehension. I, I don't know. I'm not the first person to say this. I've seen other people say it, but like, we have to say people are heroes so that when they die, it's not sad. It's honorable. Right. Cause like that we say it about, we say point. it about soldiers, you're heroes for going to Afghanistan. It's like, well, I didn't want to, you sent me. And it's like, thank you. You're a hero. It's like, uh, nurses mm -hmm. are heroes because they are going to die because they are the people who are like, uh, and, and like the people at grocery stores, it's like, you're a hero. It's like, well, heroes get paid above minimum wage like, like i know i think it's so messed up that, that i mean everything about that but also like it's it sucks that like they, that they still have to go there because we just need to get groceries like it's it's just it's not fair like it's right. i mean it's I, i'm i'm not saying anything new but it's just so hard to have to all of it fucking blows. I mean, this is just the worst. It's the worst. Is this what we were going to talk about today? Is this what we meant to talk about? Because this is just what happened. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to come up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it's going to come up. I have nothing to, else going on. Especially on a podcast. <laughs> right. And it's not like we're here to discuss the first and last episode of Doogie Hauser. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that sounds really fun right now. <laughs> I know. Raise, Raise by TV would make perfect sense in the quarantine. It don't, would. Don't you think, shitheads who are listening? Uh, why don't you tweet at Earwolf and Stitcher and say the same? <laughs> oh, my God. I was out the other day and I, t I told this story uh, with, on the Wild Horses show, but... I was out on my bike and I was like trying to have some like moment of happiness. And I, I was sending my mom like photos of things that I thought she would like because my mom always takes pictures that are really unique when we're out. Like she sees things that I don't see and like takes a picture and it's always really cool. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do that while I'm out. That'll be like a little activity and I'll cheer her up and send her some pictures. And so I saw this like vintage beetle underneath a tree with leaves falling on it. It was like a beautiful, it was like a Pinterest picture. It was like perfect. <laughs> And I stopped and I, you know, I have a helmet on and a mask and I look like a dork and I'm wearing my, I have my bike with a basket on it. I'm like the least threatening person. I'm in like athletic gear. And I was taking a picture of this car and I, he and I hear through my AirPods where I'm listening to a podcast, someone going, why, what are you and I, like, I look, turn and look and this woman's going, why are you taking a picture of my car? Why are you taking a picture of my car? Like mad at me. 
And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then I took off my mask for a second. She was very far away. And I was like trying to smile. I was like, oh, I just thought it was so cute under the tree. I, I wanted to send a picture to my mom. I decided I mean to be a creep. And then she was like, okay. And it like really threw her off. And I think people are like really on edge right now. Like they want to like fight you. I'm like, what could I possibly be doing? You have a, you drive a vintage car and it's parked and it obviously looks cute. Like it's like, it's not like I'm taking a picture of a fucking Prius. Like it's, yeah, I'm not taking a picture of your license plate. I'm not like, yeah, yeah, like relax. Um, And what would I be doing with that? Even if I was (laughs) like, thank you. Now I'm going to track your tags as you travel around the country. The, The thing is, I think you're right. People are more on edge, ready. I think people are on edge of of various different interactions. Uh, and I'm talking like on the edge of pure anger, on the edge of pure loneliness, pure horniness, yeah. pure. Because I think people have a lot of alone time. And they, yeah. as you know, when you're alone, you can spiral in a certain direction. So if that person feels persecuted yeah. in any way. But then also we have like, I live in an apartment complex. I live, at, you've been here. I share a driveway with two different apartments. So it's like, 22 units or 24 units like this close to each other and everyone's home now a lot of people like scattered to their families or their Mm -hmm. you know uh relatives that owned property but a bunch of people are still here and everyone lives alone because it's apartments so if they hear your voice in the driveway next thing you know it's just like creek what's up Oh, hey. And then er, you, you, you go out with your dog also, or you go out to smoke a bone. All of a sudden you hear like doors opening. People, Everyone is like dying to interact. Wow. And some people are coming out kind of worked up and like angry. Some people are coming out like visibly wasted <laughs> or whatever. And some people are. And it's just like, I think a lot of people are getting 95% of the way to somewhere and then being forced to interact with someone. It's like, Oh, I've been in my house watching porn and scrolling like <laughs> ex-girlfriends IGs all day. I'm out here now. I'm walking fucking erection. Watch out. You know? Oh my what- God. I don't know what I would be like if I was alone. I've thought about this. Like what would I be doing if I were living alone? I, I just, I have no idea. I think I would be going nuts much faster for sure. Oh, for sure. And I would be, a, I would be way more embarrassed about the way I live. Like, oh yeah. I went yeah. just something I realized like Tiffany is vac like, uh, <laughs> Tiffany is vacuumed like two to three times a week. Like this yeah. every, and I was like, if I lived alone, I would vacuum upon like feeling the dirt on the floors yeah. with my bare feet. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I guess it's time now. Uh, I know. Well, doesn't it feel like you're always cleaning? I feel like I'm, like every time I clean the bathroom, I turn around and it's dirty again. Like, I guess it's because we're using them all the time. Like you're using your house much more than you typically are. But like, I feel like I'm just cleaning always. Yeah. We're eating like, you know, 14 meals a week in this house, which we we never did before. We would go out to eat or like, you know, and shit like that. I'm doing, I'm doing dishes so fucking yes. much. <laughs> I'm doing laundry a lot too. I'm like, I guess we change our sweatpants a bunch, you know? Well, <laughs> I, I was building up laundry a bunch and then I'm going to be a little scummy on this. And I realize cause to, again, we live in an apartment, so we have to share laundry. So we have to that go out sucks. there and wipe everything down with bleach wipes. And we are, we're, 
it costs like a dollar fifty yeah, to wash and a dollar fifty. Yeah. Shit. So I don't want to go to a bank either. So I'm like trying to do my laundry every two weeks. And I have a ton of clothes, I will admit. Yeah. But I am like on day two of these sweatshorts. Like, uh, you know, I'm like changing underwear and socks, but rocking shirts and or I'll wear this <laughs> tank top for a day and then work out in it tomorrow and then put on a shower and put on oh, a fresh yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I need Well, I, wish I do think I- having to share a washer dryer is really hard right now. That's like that's just it makes it so much harder. Oh, the apartment shit is a nightmare because like there's no outdoor space and like you have to to do anything you have to enter. That's pretty much why I bought the volcano as you can see there. What's it's that? Be- uh it's a tabletop uh flower vaporizer. It vaporizes oh. it vaporizes uh dry flower instead of wax and you can put like a hookah top on it. Or maybe you've seen it in the past because it's been around for a while. Maybe you've seen it at parties or something. It can fill up a bag with like the vape, and then you hit. Yeah, yeah. that's like the original the volcano bag. And I got that just so I didn't because a Tiffany doesn't want the house to smell like weed smoke. Completely reasonable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I got that, and then. I don't have to go out on the porch and see my neighbors all the time. Yeah. Cause the second I go out with a joint, four doors open. Cause I, and I've been here for eight years and I'm always shirtless in the driveway. So I know, and I know everybody. Yeah. And the second I'm in the driveway, it's like five neighbors all just. Well, come and you're a up. very like chatty person where people probably get excited to talk to you. Like, I don't know that I'd be drawing that same attention every time <laughs> I went out there. People would be like, Oh, she doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, I forget what, <laughs> forget what Rogers said about me, but he said like, I have a, uh, extreme talk to me face <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> I get like this face where people are like let's go interact with that dude yeah. <laughs> and I'm like no you do have that you <laughs> yeah. do which I've harnessed for good in my career yeah. but it it's has nice. its drawbacks <laughs> yeah it sucks when you're stuck in your driveway uh you want you want, <laughs> want to talk about weird neighbor shit uh we t- we texted about this yesterday but uh I was on a zoom cocktail hour with my friends back east and uh, I had drank 40 milligrams of a cannabis cocktail because I was like, I'm getting fucking lit tonight. Tiffany's cooking. I'm just going to get super high on this Zoom. I don't want to smoke anymore, so I'll just mega dose edibles. I And we're sitting there on Zoom, get, just finished my drink, and all of a sudden I hear just like a loud smash outside. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Oh, my God. And Tiffany's like, what was that? And I'm like, I got to go look. It sounded like it was right outside. I know that's where my car is parked. I put on shoes, not a mask or gloves, run out there, and a car is up, like, the next house, two houses down, up on the sidewalk, completely crushed over a tree, oh tires spinning, door open, guy staggering out. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just rattled. Everything's okay. And he's like, trying to figure out what's going, looking around in his car. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I could turn to my neighbor. I go... Well, that's fucking crazy, man. And then <laughs> I go, he, my car's right here. He just missed it. And my neighbor goes, what? That's your, look again, man. And I look and I had just had one angle on it. And then when I looked oh, at it from a different angle. Oh my God. Front of my car is absolutely fucking demolished. Smushed, oh, smashed. I don't no. know how I didn't see it. And I'm like, now I got to exchange info with this guy. So I go walking over there. But because oh. I live in a small, in a, like a, in the suburbs, but in apartment complexes and it's the fucking quarantine and it's a Saturday night and there was a loud smash. I go walking up to this guy to go, Oh bud, you hit my car. We got to exchange info. And when I go to do that, someone's like, Hey, go put a mask and gloves on. And I turn around and there's 40 people in the street. 
Wow. There's like all of my neighbors are out. Everyone from across the street, everyone's coming out. Is that your car? You drive the station wagon? Oh my God. Whose tree is that? What do you think you, and I'm like, and then the cops come and I'm getting higher and higher. And now I'm in a mat in like a bandana, like bandit style talking to a cop in a mask. And he's like, and he he has like my name read wrong and he keeps calling me Mr. James because that's my middle name. And I'm oh so confused. God. He's like, Mr. James, and were you driving? And I'm like, no. And then I'm like, I'm, I was not at fault at all. Yeah. But cops just stress me out interacting well, yeah, and you're, if you're that high it's like it just feels like you're gonna get in trouble somehow exactly exactly <laughs> so i'm just like absolutely and i'm like so you just want me to stand here right and the guy the cop keeps going like yeah i'm like imagine so just- if <laughs> imagine if you were not high and you were saying that i know so you, I- you just want me to stand here yeah that's how this <laughs> shit goes you wait. i was so afraid to do something wrong or seem weird that I kept asking yeah. questions. I'm like, he'll ask me like, oh, so what's your date of birth? What's your height? What's your, and I'm like talking to the cop. He's like, what's your weight? I'm like 295. And he's like, and he gives me a weird look. I'm like, sorry, I'm just super proud to be under 300 for the first time. And the guy's like, 295. He's, okay. like, he's like, all right, that's all. Got it. And I'm like, and every oh interaction, God. he's like, every interaction, I'm like, cool. So then just wait here until you're done. And the guy's like, yes, just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I had to do. And then get my car towed yesterday morning and all that shit. So is your car towed? Yeah. I'm going to get so an estimate you, and find long? out what happens. Oh, my God. I wonder how much it's going to cost. I'm sure you don't have to pay, right? It's gonna I be- don't. I, I'm yeah it's definitely all his fault hopefully he has insurance and that's all cap- taken care of I don't know um, I uh, they're gonna tell me I'm wondering if it's totaled it's a brand new car I mean I lease it so I, it's, I lease it and it's a Volkswagen listeners it has 3,000 miles on it <laughs> it's fucking smashed that sucks so I doubt it'll get totaled because it'll it's still so valuable like even if it yeah. needs $8,000 in repairs they'll probably still do it I'm assuming yeah. but uh, who knows and I don't even know how it works with a lease. Like if it gets totaled, I don't, I don't get any money. The right. Volkswagen would. I don't fully know. Right. Yeah. Uh, secret. Secretly, I hope it gets totaled just to get like a completely new car. Because like I just need a something fresh in the quarantine to feel good about. I know. Well, I was actually thinking about getting a new car like or like six or eight months ago. I had been thinking about this. My car is like ten years old. But I now I'm like, well, I don't want to get it now because I don't drive anywhere. But I've also heard that leases are very cheap right now with like no well, interest. Yeah, I know. You want to talk about silver lining. I think people are like, uh, you know, car dealerships need to sell cars. Like, I think. Yeah. And also, like, we live in an insane housing market. It's got to change. And I mean, it's going to change because of sad negative reasons. But. Um, yeah. it's gotta change like I'm hoping I can have a house in 2021 well it's weird because I know that at the start of all this mortgages actually went got higher so it was actually like the opposite of what you think would happen so I don't right. I mean I'm sure at some point there's gonna be a downturn but it's right because really people weird. are just out of work they just can't yeah. afford the yeah. apartments the way that like people can't afford their rent uh so that's gonna get trickled down and then if people aren't paying rent, people aren't going to buy properties for renting purposes, which I right. think is like the major problem with LA is that everyone's buying pro- rich, you know, people are buying sight unseen just like as right. investment properties or private capital, you know, like a hedge fund just buys 11 yeah. houses and then rents them out and uses that to make profit or whatever. Sounds That's like going to happen. Yeah. It sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Would love to be able to buy 11 houses. <laughs> 
like that the last person i have sympathy for is like a landlord who has four properties and is like it's such a i'm like hey should just bought one house then (laughs) hey no i have sympathy for landlords i have to say because my family has a lot of landlords and it's a business so that was a business investment i mean i am gonna i am gonna defend it a little bit that like this is a plan that's supposed to work as a as a structure that like you buy and rehab a building and then rent it out you then get the benefit of that and that you know it's a it's a way to guarantee income in your life so like it's it's unfair because i think people were really shitting on landlords and there are horrible landlords and by the way i don't know that i've ever had a good one personally but (laughs) i know really good landlords and i know that there are people who have a good heart who are doing of course there are good landlords yeah yeah of course there are good landlords but people were going nuts on the landlords and i was like i'm not going to say anything because i know what they mean (laughs) but i also feel like i want to defend you know oh no i went ham on landlords on twitter and uh landlord twitter came for me did they okay (laughs) good good there's landlord twitter to take care of my dirty work then i don't have to think about it don't you dare side with that no of course of course there are good people but it it is just like i understand it's for uh, some people it's business and for uh, for the people who live there it's their lives and homes no, so it's and harder. i think yeah. also like there my whole belief of it is that the government should be stepping in and stopping mortgages so that owners of buildings don't need to get the rent from the tenant like it's a whole trickle should down be stopping mortgages and then telling them that they're not allowed to collect rent yes exactly yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, everyone yeah. everyone is stopped at the same time and then it would be fine like i that's the that's the only but they solution can't can slow of. banks down and banks right. like banks run everything and banks need the mortgage money so yeah. banks banks are never gonna let the government do that and so banks are never gonna let the landlords do that and landlords aren't gonna eat the cost of their mortgage yeah. i'm positive my apartment building is paid off this thing is fucking right, old right, and trash right, right. and my landlord's not giving anyone a fucking break. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not getting any sort of break on my shit. And I know my friend who rents a house in the Valley, like the, the family, like the, oh, the landlord is like the people who grew up there. Right. And right. so it's already paid off and they gave her like a thousand dollars off. And I'm like, that's fucking tight. That's not happening to anyone else. I know that's no. like crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah. Wild times. Uh, wait, let's talk. Let's talk wrong. Missy before we get okay. out of here. It's out okay. on Netflix right now. I'm assuming your, your Twitter mentions are full of very polarized responses. I can't, <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing. On one hand, I can't wait to look. On the other hand, I don't want to look at all. I'm like, I really don't know. Like, I think bringing us back to social media, this is a really weird time because when you make something, people just love to fucking shit. And they love to, they love to talk shit, they love to do shit. And I mean, it's a scary world out there when people can talk to you directly. I don't want to hear your bullshit if you don't like it. Don't tag me. If you well, like it, tag me. That's part, <laughs> that's part of like, do we need to get off completely? Because I don't right. even, we're just inviting that energy. I know, I know. And like, someone will tweet something at me and it'll be stuck with me for like 48 hours. And I know that that's what they wanted. And I hate that I'm giving that space this? to them in my brain. I wonder if this happens to you or if this is more of a female thing or what happens. But I, I find that when someone writes something negative to me and I write back and go, why would you say that? That's really mean. You know, I can see this. And then they, they write back, Oh my God, I never thought you said I'm a big fan. And they change their whole fucking tune. This happens to me every time it happened yesterday. I posted about wrong Missy, which of course I'm excited about. There's billboards in times square. It's like huge for me. And this guy writes, is it better than Holmes and Watson? And I wrote, it's very interesting that your picture is you hugging someone considering like the kind of energy you're bringing to my feed right now. Like that's not cool. And then he deleted it and wrote, I'm so excited to see you getting bigger roles. Like, you it's, fucking... 
People are fucking crazy. And I think, (laughs) I think that's part of it though, too, is because like, if you just say like, if you stand on a street corner and scream, fuck you at every car that drives by, but one car slams on the brakes and gets out and goes, Hey, why'd you say fuck you to me? You're like, Oh, no reason. Oh, I don't know why you're actually making me think about my actions for the first time. And I am going to stop yelling, fuck you at cars. It is like the little kid thing. And I think people are just like, and honestly, sadly, I think the main thing is they just want you to respond even, and they know, like, I know and I hate it. They want, and, and it's, I don't understand that energy. I will, I will be, honest on social media and be like oh i didn't love this movie but right, i'm not i'm fine. not like at russo brothers come on cut down avengers it's way too fucking long I get know. a light like i'm not like that i'm like i don't care about any of that stuff I'm- well because here's the thing your voice does not need to be heard in that way when you are a viewer of a film you don't need to tell the maker of the film that you didn't like it it's not a poll <laughs> that they're taking when they release the film going person to person and saying and you thought what and what was your opinion they just put it out there so it's like you could have your opinion amongst your friends that's how it should be i don't post that i i like i don't tag you know actors and go like you suck like (laughs) why do i do that i don't understand and i don't even i wouldn't do that if i didn't work in the business no it's like it's just so mean (laughs) it's and i don't i i don't understand it no I, i fully don't understand especially on like the scale of someone who like it probably rolls off Brad Pitt's shoulders. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm He's sure got enough praise, right? Like, I, I think like, but like people like us who are, uh, and I mean, you're, you're like in a position where you're both in movies, but also interacting with people and doing live shows and podcasts and stuff. So you're like still, a mo- you're not like at fucking, you know, Laura Dern, who's not concerned right. about Twitter because she's right. it's not landing on her. You're using it to hustle, to uh, get your shit right. out there. Um, so you, you have to do both. And then it's like, why would anyone say like, hey, <laughs> you suck in this movie? Well, even like with David. If, they, if no, you like search the wrong Missy and some people were like, a group of people were like, I hated this movie. Yeah, me too, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, 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 and even said like, but Lauren sucks in it or Lapkiss sucks in it yeah. and doesn't tag you. That is almost like you have to expect that. You that's know what I mean? Like, that's, that's on me. That's on me for seeking exactly. that out. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a conversation I wasn't supposed to be privy to. Exactly. But if you're and that's tagging I me, I get a notification. Right. So like, but like David Spade, like people tweet mean shit to him. I'm like, what do you do? You think because he's a funny comedian who can insult people that you can insult him and it's funny? It's not. You're not funny and you're not being funny about it. I can speak to that on a way less famous scale, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty famous for self-deprecation and making fun of other people. And everyone comes for me. Everyone comes for me and they're not funny and they're like weirdly me. And every time I say like, what the fuck are you talking about here? Cause like every once in a while, like I'll be like, I'll be like, I got to go let the, uh, Oh, the dog's looking at me. Like, can't you stop jerking? Like, this is one distinct one. I remember is like the dog is looking at me. Like, can't you stop uh, jerking off for just one second and take me for a walk? (laughs) And then someone uh, replied like, uh, don't love that you're calling Tiffany the dog. And I wrote back, 
keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Yeah. There's like, you don't like, know her. You don't know me. You definitely don't know her. And then they, they DM, of course, that person then DMs you and is like, I am so sorry. I had no idea. I had no idea. And it's, it's like, like, you know, you know, any, anyone listening to this who's like, I think I do that. You fucking know you do that. Okay? Right. And don't do that shit. It's so stupid. Yeah. And l- you're lucky that when you d- do this shit to like comedy people, we have like, thicker skin that doesn't mean it's okay but it means you you're imagine? not shattering my fucking brain for the day and can you imagine like if if you went to like mcdonald's and you're like you heard that someone who works there was like funny and you're like hey way to mix those fries up you fucking bitch or whatever like, <laughs> that's not a joke and just because that guy is funny doesn't mean i can say that like they never get it right so it's like there's you you're coming into my world and saying this shit it doesn't work it doesn't translate like my friends can say whatever they want you can't say shit like shut up i know and uh we sort of uh, i don't know if you saw on twitter uh, me, Carl Tart, uh, Zig, and uh, Jacob Waisaki were sort of going around about this because uh, if you talk about your weight on a podcast earnestly, mm. people are very comfortable uh, with both positive and negative. Mm. Like, but even the positive feels weird. Like, like what, I don't like great job losing weight or something. Yeah, or like oh Johnny G looking like he dropped a few pounds or whatever. Johnny G looking and it's like and it's really personal. And it's like I I don't I, and here I am white straight male wading into don't comment on my looks but you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure you're more familiar with like like yeah. the D, like we talked about on Raised by TV like the DJ Qual shit it's like yeah. I get it that's a joke I made stop yeah yeah and, exactly like I I truly am like I can say that as many times as I want like it, it, it's not up to you to tweet that at me now like I don't I don't need that right. like I get it and plus it's already well, been done and like and let's get it. Let's get into podcast fandom that that parasocial relationship. Like you're gonna tweet wrong, Missy out now, and I can. I'm gonna make up some replies that I think you might get. <laughs> okay. I hope your uncle Scott lets you out of the crate so you can go see this in the theaters. <laughs> uh, right? Like yeah, it's it's gonna be like uh, that's a long ride from the North Pole to Hawaii. <laughs> ho ho. It's like the the shit like. I'll post a picture of my mo- my mom for Mother's Day and someone will comment, what train stations do you take to get there? Yeah, and someone it's wrote like, on my, mo- my Mother's Day post, I hope Todd is having a good Mother's Day. And I was like, he's not. He's I, not. And that's what I, I do. I do that shit all the time. I reply to people where they're like, oh, uh, Gino is perilously thin. I reply like, Gino is a character I play on a podcast. My name is John Gabris. I'm a comedian. And I, you know, and, I, <laughs> and then they like DM me. It's like, oh, dude, no, I know. I was like, yeah, but you're not being funny. Like, <laughs> but people love, yeah. people love to be like, <laughs> and, well, and that's and, the sorry you go i'm just i get so worked up about it it's so me too i'm like i want to scream there's a fine line too because there are every once in a while someone is funny like you'll get a message where it's like this person seems to really get it and be funny or they send like usually what i really appreciate is if the person has a different skill and they apply it to whatever we're talking about like if they are an artist and they draw something or they're like a musician and they make something into a song that you made like they take a recording and make i love that i love when artists do stuff with it i don't need like someone who's never been funny to anyone in their life to like try twitter as the way to do it like it's not that's not where i'm gonna take that I, i like somebody made something that made me laugh so hard it was um an animal crossing reference with freedom so it was basically this song that we sing on freedom chicken in the corn yes made by i couldn't KK's- think 
I couldn't think of that because that was going to be the third thing. I was like, I hope that weird song is yes. in the wrong Missy. It was going to be the other fake Oh uh, my reply. God. But this yeah. made me laugh. This person made like K.K. Slider from Animal Crossing playing Chicken in the Corn. And I was like, that's fucking talented. Like that is <laughs> yeah. funny. That is good. So every once in a while, you know, something comes through. But yeah, people, people, can, <laughs> people can do it. Uh, and yeah. It, it's more about like, it's crazy that like, like I, I, I was I guest starred on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and so much stuff was like about like Gino and yeah, Gino yeah. and and all the shit, and it's like, I, how do I, how do I, and I appreciate you for being a fan, and obviously you're a fan of me because of Comedy Bang Bang, but like I'm, tr- I'm you're you're more than oh and. Uh, I saw. Sorry, I'm like all over the place. No, that we, I hear that weed you, is in my brain. Something I saw recently was people tweeting about your. Are you all caught up on Insecure? I don't want to do any spoilers. No, no, I'm not. Okay. I, I have. A, I'm a few episodes behind, so don't. Tell okay, me. well then this is non-spoiler. If you you've okay. started, you've started this. Season, I started. Right? I watched like the first or second, I think. So uh, Molly and Issa are having a little bit of beef, as yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it keeps uh, heightening throughout the season. Okay. Cool. And people are taking sides like on social media. Oh, I did see something like that. And I've seen multiple people tweet, do not forget that Yvonne Orji is not Molly and Issa is a, Issa D is a character like, because people are like, fuck you, Molly. Like, fuck Yvonne, how could you do that? Or at Issa, how could you do this is my experience with good girls. I'm recurring on good girls oh, and right, I play yes. an FBI agent and people get really protective of the good girls because they're, they're these crime, you know, these women who are like counterfeiting money and doing a bunch of crimes and all this stuff. And anytime anyone tries to stop them, the character gets killed. Like that always happens. So I got a message like yesterday on the good girls NBC page. I, I commented that they posted a video of me and I commented like an emoji and then someone wrote, everybody hates you. And then I wrote, ha ha ha, because I was like, this is just crazy. But like, that is the response. Like the people are like, no, we hate you because you're trying to stop them. Like we hate you. It's like, I'm, you can't really hate me. This well, is that, crazy. This is the thing that drives <laughs> me crazy. And we talk about this on action boys a lot too. It's the, it's the fucking infantilization of art as a medium where it's all good guys and bad guys and it's kids. So it's like comic book movies, I think are the culprits here where it's like, if you're a good bad guy, you should be loved and respected in the art form. Like if your character is, you should be, but I think people and Harry Potter, people like hate Voldemort. It's like, right. okay, I get it. He's a fucking character in a book. But it's like, and it, it's like amazing that he's scary to you. Like, right. that's and if cool. you hate him, yeah. what he's doing he is successful. So yeah. like, if you hate Labkus's character, you should be able to go like, holy shit, Labkus is so good on Good Girls, she makes me hate her. Yeah, like, good you, job being a bad person. That was right. impressive. Or right, whatever. or yeah. I, hope, I hope the girls get away with it. It's not like yeah. we all hate you. Also, I don't even know where the plot is going, so I don't even know if I... I'm going to do anything. He was like, I don't know yet. How do you hate me? I, I'm like on to them. That's why. Also, if you are expending actual energy, hating a fake character from a, a piece of media that you like, you, you have like, you have to like, let that go. You have yeah. to like take a deep breath and let that go. Like the, the way people feel like, 
every once in a while, I like to just put the fucking gun to my head, spin the barrel, and go on Reddit and say, like, I just did comedy bang bang. What did they have to say I or whatever? I stopped. I stopped that. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. These people are fucking freaks, dude. Never go on there. I stopped that. That was, I used to do that because I, it was kind of fun to see like feedback, but there's always something mean. But at a certain point, I was like, oh no, I'm not allowed to do that anymore for my mental health. Same. It was fun because it reminded me of stuff that I could, without having to listen to it. (laughs) And they're like, oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was good. When Sean Distant did that, I'm like, oh yeah, that is funny. I remember that. Oh shit, I can't believe that's what we talked about. But then you're like, go down, it's like, I'm so tired of Gino. He's one note. He does this thing. I wish he would stop saying that one joke about Polly want to cry. And I'm like, I'm like, why am I reading this? Why am I, I know, reading this? I, know. I don't care what like, these Lauren people Lauren sucks and is overrated. And everyone says she, everyone on this thread is protecting her for no reason. She's a piece of shit. I'm like, okay, fuck you guys. Like I'm out of here. I hate you. I know. And I can't give this shit up because I fucking crave the attention. It's an insane dynamic I've built. But see, that's also the thing where I'm thinking like, I'm thinking about the listener right now. And I'm like, most people don't comment at all. Most people just listen and like it or don't like it and just live their life. So most of you are fine. I would say probably, I bet 95% of people listening don't even comment on shit. Oh, it's like, it can't be, right? Because like when yeah. you see like the amount of listens something gets and it's like, yeah. I know how many people listen to High and Mighty and I get X amount of good and X amount of bad. Right. There's, there's you know. X amount of thousand of people who aren't responding at all. Right. And maybe it's because it doesn't, they hate it or they love it or they are just like, it's on in the background while they're fucking beating their dog or whatever. (laughs) So they're a bad person. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, I I listen to like so many podcasts and it's rare that I message anyone about the podcast, even because part of it, it's like, I'm like, I don't feel like I need to comment on like Natasha. I like Natasha Leggero and Moshe Kasher's podcast. I listen to that every single week. I've never told them I listen to it. I don't think they care. It's like, I like it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. If you run into them, you might say like, hey, I heard. And because yeah. they're peers, you might be like, hey, I heard you say this. I also love that restaurant. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's the shit that Twitter is for is like, I can't believe you said that. That is my hometown that you said. And it's like, oh, yeah. funny, small world. Yeah. Or like, I actually do know that lady from the grocery store you referred yeah. to or whatever. Instead, it's like, hey, I... Uh, you look through a bunch of pictures of you and it seems like you have adult onset acne. And you're like, Hey, <laughs> like I don't need Or this. someone who's like, Hey, you're very beautiful. Will you please date me? And like, they don't scroll down to like, see that I have a husband. I'm like, you, like, and that's not even a humble brag. Cause it's, I'm not, I'm telling you the people who are sending me that are not people that I would ever talk to. So right. it's not oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many, are you gay DMS? Like, <laughs> which is fine. But like, no, you really only have to do one flick to yeah. see. Yes, it take, the information is there. And uh, luckily yeah. you can't see what I'm liking on Instagram anymore or else you'd see I'm very um, heterosexual. I never, I never like understood how to see that and I feel like Thank I missed God. out on a lot of good shit. <laughs> Don't ever look at mine. You'll I be like, won't. why does he follow so many female weightlifters? Trust me, I'm not surprised. I would not be surprised by any of that shit. I think also, I have you pegged. You have me pegged. You have, <laughs> Tiffany has me pegged. If yeah, you know what I mean. Every night. Every night. Lapkus, thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Oh man, I missed you. This is the reason why I I started podcast. Hung out. I know. Nice. Um, (sighs) Wrong Missy uh, streaming on Netflix right now. Truly, I would not 
go out of my way to have you on my podcast and talk about how funny it was if I didn't actually believe that. Thank you. Do you know I what really I mean? I appreciate it. Yes, I fully know <laughs> what you mean. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so I, I I genuinely support everything you do, but this is this is truly like Yay. you do you do a lot of funny shit. But I love this movie. Had I not known you, I would be so pumped to have watched. I'm really it. excited. I hope people like it. And also you're doing Patreon shit, right? Tell people where yeah, that is. Yeah, so yeah. You can go to patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus. And I'm doing like improv on there. And I'm also doing a lot of watch alongs, uh, which are kind of, a lot of them are paired with the newcomers podcast I do with Nicole. So I'm doing Star Wars watch alongs. Uh, you can sync me up with the movie and hear my commentary before you hear the episode with me and Nicole where we break it down. And um, I'm also doing watch alongs to listen to your heart. There's something for everybody, bachelor content, everything up there. And um, you can listen to newcomers, the podcast I do with Nicole, where you watch star Wars for the first time. Nicole Byer, funniest person ever. It's Fuck so yeah. fun. <laughs> she, uh, Gabrus was on an episode. You got to check it out. So that's a, yeah, fun it's one. a really, a really funny show. Like when two of the funniest people I know, haven't seen star wars like that's a crazy coincidence already and then on top of it the fact that you guys made a podcast about it well Gene- just wait we're doing a season two we're just figuring out right now what it's going to be about so we have more in store for people once this ends you mean outside of the star wars world or you don't it's going to be another thing we've never seen oh shit i have yeah <laughs> i mean i know unfortunately after doing 50 plus episodes of raised by tv with you i know exactly what you have and haven't seen i'll yeah. send i'll send some recos off mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. So, and you're at Lauren Lapkus on social yes, media. Find me and say nice things only, please. Nice, nice things <laughs> only. Good vibes only. Let's fucking Thank keep you. that. Let's keep that up. Um, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. You can listen to Action Boys at patreon.com slash Action Boys. Uh, and check out the Gino Lombardo podcast on Stitcher Premium. That's uh, promo code Gino. You get one free month. And, uh, I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not allowed to say, but I'd say catch up on season one if you're a fan. Uh, we might be doing more episodes of the Gino Lombardo show if I'm ever allowed out of my house again. You should. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope so. I, 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 oh, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice long uh, delay there. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.